You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast, in which three editors talk romance novels, sex, pop culture, relationships, writing. And did we mention sex? Yeah! From the ladies behind XOXOAfterDark.com, because the best conversations happen after dark. Welcome to the XOXO After Darkcast. Um, today's quickie is going to be a little bit about Taylor Swift and whether or not we care for her and kind of a more general feminism launching pad discussion. Um, but before we get into it, um, let's talk about XOXOAfterDark.com. Uh, we have some great posts up this week. We have a lot of great lists. Um, we should probably have a sweeps right about now. Um, yes. Actually, no, this is December. So no sweeps, but really great gift giving guides for you for the holidays. Um, books for your father, um, your boyfriend. I don't know. And for you. And for you, obviously. Um, Everything I think we're doing you. a roundup of like uh, subscription boxes. Oh, yeah. Like some that. really great um, and subscription boxes for book lovers and uh, great book um, adjacent gifts. And I want to let everybody know if any of you out there are not just romance fans, but romance writers, uh, we have a writing contest going on and it's going to go on all the way through till January 31st, so you still have time. It's called the Hot Books Cold Nights Contest, and XO is running it with Archway Publishing, and you could win an actual publishing contract to get your book published with Pocket Star Books, our digital first imprint. So if you have a romance that you've been working on, maybe you started it for NaNoWriMo, maybe it's sort of sitting on a computer and you're like, yeah, maybe someday, now is your chance, you guys. Get it out, go ahead and write it, submit it, um, I'm so excited. At the time of this taping, the we just announced the contest a couple of days ago. We already have 40 people registered. We've already got three submissions, so people were working on their romances already. Um, and we want some more, so uh, check that out again. It's the Hot Books Cold Nights contest, or look for the hashtag HBCN. Yeah, awesome. Okay, thank you, Abby. So, as you know, <laughs> in the studio we have Abby. Um, she's still getting over her laryngitis. Yeah, a little and better friend of the podcast who we've had on before um, for our Young Love podcast, Molly. Hello, hello. Welcome. So, um, I think we're going to kick it off. We're going to start with Taylor because that this is originally how the conversation started. We were in the office and. I guess we were talking, I don't even know how it came up, but we started talking about Taylor, and obviously the room was split, so some people are very for Taylor and some are against. I'm going to moderate the beginning half. Um, Molly is against Taylor Swift. Yes. um, And Abby is pro Taylor Swift. So I think we can all agree that we like her music. Yes. I think she's a great artist and a great businesswoman. I'm not a deep dive into Taylor, but it's just one of those where that song, I'm like, oh, I like that song. Oh, I like that one too. And I like that she writes her music. I do like that she writes her music. Although sometimes I do feel like even I want to fight against the song so bad <laughs> for whatever reason. And then I end up singing and dancing to it anyway. And I know all the words in the end of the day. At the mm-hmm. end of the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, opening statements. Abby, why are you pro Taylor Swift? I'm pro Taylor Swift because, uh, as I said, I enjoy that she is a singer-songwriter because I feel like there's a core of musicianship there that... Um, makes me it actually I think makes me believe the songs a little bit more even though they're obviously constructions I mean I think songs like poetry and really like novels um, are controlled by the author so you're not getting life but you're getting verisimilitude Um, I uh, liked the charm of when she sort of first started hitting it Um, and I don't think I I probably missed some of her country country beginnings Mm -hmm. but I liked that when she was younger she 
was writing age-appropriate songs, which is such an old reason mm-hmm. to like Taylor Swift. But I like that she was in high school writing about her high school crushes, you know, because um, it felt appropriate. I've liked seeing her evolve. Um, I really like that Blank Space song, uh, which is sort of the second reason I like the way she handles her burgeoning reputation, because I think that she is... Um, very aware as so many of our sort of current internet age celebrities are very aware of the construction and adjustment of image and uh, I think it's interesting to watch how she grapples with that in her music so she gets flack for um, going through men like Kleenex and having all these bad breakups and then writing songs and then she writes Blank Space which I think is sort of a direct call and response to that Um, so I like the way that she's I feel that she's controlling her image and playing off of expectations in an interesting way. Okay. Molly. Yes. Opening scene. I I agree with Abby in that I think she is hyper aware of her own sort of image in the media and she's always been hyper aware of that um but for me the issue becomes i don't feel that it's authentic um especially in terms of sort of her platform and what she puts out as sort of what she stands for and who she is so of course everybody knows about the kanye west oh Everybody knows about the Kanye West scandal um, last year in 2016, where he had written a song with some lyrics that she that she did not approve of, which she told everybody. And she hinted at Kanye at the Grammys saying, you know, people are always going to try to take credit for who you are. It became this huge thing. And then Kim Kardashian, to rehash, released a video in which Taylor does openly approve of the lyrics um, and even is joking with Kanye and being like, thank you so much for respecting me. I'm so glad we're friends. And so when that came to light, I think she had a real opportunity to say, yes, I did lie, Um, I regret it, I apologize to Kanye, which would have been interesting, I think. It could have come full circle for her and Kanye, but she didn't. She instead chose uh, on Instagram, she just posted this sort of blasé note being like, I didn't choose to be a part of this narrative, um, and kind of defending herself and then sort of disappearing for a year, I think in hopes that people would forget about it. Um, But this year, too, it's... Ben, someone said something very interesting. The silence around Taylor has been deafening. In the 1989 tour, we see her being very girl power. Mm -hmm. She's got her squad. She's got her lady. She doesn't need men anymore. But then when it came time for the Women's March in last year's election, she was silent on issues Mm -hmm. that some other celebrities did step up and talk about, um, which I think was sort of problematic in terms of her image. She... I think speaks on things when it's going to serve her career. And that's her decision. But as someone who looks for artists who, you know, practice what they preach, as you say, I find her problematic. So I guess in that sense, for both of you, the question is, do you do you think that uh, celebrities and artists should use their platform for good? Or do you think that they have no place to give their opinion on matters that don't revolve around their career. I think everybody has a right to have an opinion. I mean, I mean, I mean, yes, yes. but like I know people are like you should stay in your lane. Yeah. Um I think 
I do think that celebrities should use their platforms for good, but I also think that requires being informed because mm-hmm. I don't um I don't think it serves anybody, least of all the celebrity, if they are going to just mouth off with an opinion and not know all the details or not not have actually thought about it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care if you're you know, star number 372 to be like, hashtag me too. Right. Um, because I'm like, I maybe, or maybe you just saw this was trending. I don't know. Um, and you're right. I think she handled, she blew it with that Kanye moment. Um, I think Kanye had been exploiting her for much longer and the two of them are locked in this weird death grip. And I think it actually is really interesting to think about, um, uh, to think about them and and her, as you say, her image is so sort of hypercrafted. But I also think that she, her success is tied in some ways to a very narrow public acceptance of what she can be. Um, I think about her up against someone like Pink um, or Lady Gaga, maybe, um, who uh, did not... I think part of Taylor's success is that she's white and blonde and gorgeous, you know, and uh, if she were fat, if she were Mm -hmm. um, probably lesbian, if she were, you know, something else, uh, I, she wouldn't, she wouldn't be the megastar that she is. And I don't think that has anything to do with her talent. I think it has to do with our celebrity culture, but I think, and she has benefited from that. Uh, and the dark side of that is that uh, I think she has a, a much narrower line that she has to walk because essentially I would guess that she knows that there is a certain portion of her fan base that um, will turn on a dime. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, per- perhaps that's cowardly, perhaps, but I also can't say you know risk your livelihood for your principles i mean there's how many times a day that i don't do that you know mind you you know maybe if i'd already made what taylor made it would be a little easier to make that choice Mm -hmm. um but uh she's paying for and feeding a lot of people too so i uh i guess i wish i wish that that um she would use her platform more more um deeply and more in a more committed manner maybe uh but i also think especially coming out of her her core fan base um i'm not sure if we if we got down to the genuine taylor swift that she would come out on the side that i want her to come out right is it i guess is it is it because she genuinely doesn't want to share her opinion because she doesn't think that um it should be used against her or is she business nervous that it's gonna right have her fans turn against her if for whatever reason they don't agree with her i mean they kind of go hand in hand i think yeah but i think at the end of the day she is a businesswoman she's made so many intelligent business decisions in terms of for example she refused to put her music on spotify for a long time because Mm -hmm. of artist royalties and she did make a statement you know i'm not going to get the royalties that i should be getting off spotify so i will not put my music on there and i do have friends who are musicians and they have the same Mm -hmm. the same issue um 
And so I admire Taylor Swift and her business savvy and in her, you know, she does everything from the Spotify issue to trademarking phrases. So you cannot use them in merchandising mm-hmm. for her new album. It's everything from retail to songs to things like hoisery, shoelaces, um, bathrobes, and wow. some other things that you can't use uh, certain phrases. Oh, like... Uh, the old Taylor can't t- come to can't the phone come right, to the phone right yeah. You cannot put that anywhere, um, which is so smart for her, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Um, but my problem with her is not in her business decisions. It just becomes the line of if you're going to start making statements and if you're going to position yourself in a certain way, then you should be following through with the with those things. Like when she tweeted, she just tweeted, you know, so proud to be a woman, hashtag Women's March, which was great. Um, but I feel like it would have been better if she didn't tweet at all. She didn't go to the Women's March and she didn't, you know, support. But wouldn't she have gotten even more pushback if she didn't acknowledge it? Like, yeah. um, you know, because then if you if, if you ignore it, is silence complicit? You know, is it is silence um, uh, an un, you know whether you mean it to be or not? Is it letting you get tallied by the other side? Um, and it's almost the mm-hmm. same the compulsion that when a celebrity dies and then suddenly you're like, oh, I should tweet out how I'm sad, and right. then you're like, does anyone really need to hear that I'm sad that Leonard Cohen died? Um, but Everybody's watching everything. You know, I feel like every expression is a choice that is um, kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. I, mm-hmm. I guess it's more surprising that all of the girls in her posse or girl group or whatever are mm-hmm. all very outspoken, very proactive, very for basically Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. And she herself was not. So it. I think it, the next, the question that I thought was her. You guys brought up, or at least Molly brought up, mm-hmm. authenticity. And a big question is usually, um, are are her friendships with these girls uh, real? And they generally care about each other. <laughs> Molly shaking her head. No, no. Or <laughs> is it a business thing because she wants to align herself with the most, the biggest variety of of fan bases? And she and as has been brought up by other people. Um, th- those friendships are very calculated so that she can appeal a, a larger base of people similar to how we do book mailings to influencers. That's true. But why do we blame her? We don't blame Cara Delevingne or whichever one. I don't know who they I are. I think it's because she's the one who headed the whole squad movement. Oh, yeah, and worst, actually, but. before uh, her Instagrams were deleted, there was there was an article. It was like Taylor Swift's 4th of July's, like from, oh, yeah. I forget, like 2012 to 2016 or something. And the Friendships change, people change, people grow apart, but it's always at this 4th of July, for example, a completely different group of people with maybe, I think Carly Kloss went to mm. a couple of, you know, but uh, we see her only real set friends, I think, right now. I'm not a Taylor friendship expert, so I could be totally wrong, <laughs> but Selena Gomez has always been there for her. Um, Ed Sheeran's always been there for her. Those are steady, but when it came to the squad, there were there were so many different people coming in and out, and uh, I'm just I don't know which. And it's not my place to be like this is your friendship, Taylor. So if this is not authentic, but there were so many people floating around. I think she's very intelligent again when it comes to crafting her image and 
even when it comes to relationships, uh, Tom Hiddleston, we discussed this briefly. Yes. Mm-hmm. I personally think there's a huge media stunt, and I did not get this. I totally agree. That, that was, no. was genuine. And that was not an appropriate match anyway. No. Well, no. but also she dated Jake Gyllenhaal, and he, he's... I think the same age this age gap, and she it's was also, much younger. Yeah, she was and very young. I think I don't know. I, I've heard, I've heard some disturbing things about yeah. that relationship. Yeah, yeah. John Mayer. Yeah, her. that too. And, and everyone's one. John Mayer could be a whole so other podcast younger. because yeah. I don't understand how he's dated everybody and he's so gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but, but no, I agree completely that that Hiddleston didn't look. Basically, I think that was. I almost imagine that was his people reaching out to be like, because the night manager he's a little stuff. funky, but yeah. the night manager yeah. he's starting to look hot, and we need to we tr- you know right. at the time they said he was angling for James Bond, right? And, and that so might the, have backfired for him. Yeah, I think it did. But I think okay, so I think the thing with the friendships um, was that damn T-shirt. Yes, uh, that T-shirt was monstrous. Yes, uh, I don't know who let that happen. I don't know, oh, poor guy. Yeah. But because um, it kind of brought him down a notch, like he was very attractive in my eyes. And now yep. I'm a little bit. It like, did. Mm. It cost him. Yeah. I mean, the thing is though. Um, so it, I think the bigger thing with Taylor is like how much of it is really just the double standard mm-hmm. that you know we've talked about, and how much of it is just because she's a female, and um, no matter what she does, whether it's calculated or not, is going to be torn apart. And are we entitled to her right to mm-hmm. her personal life anyway? Yeah, right. I mean, she gets to choose what to share and what not to, and we can't. You know, I know now in this culture and the way that we've made you know paparazzi and those rag rag mag, mag rag, whatever have made society is to think that we are privy to every if you're pop if you're famous then we're allowed to know everything about you and you don't have any kind of uh privacy so mm-hmm. i guess i'm curious how much do you think is is just being a double it's, it's just the double standard being applied to taylor as opposed to like any of the guys <coughs> in the marvel universe mm-hmm. i don't know i mean i think there is absolutely quality of that because um you know, artists want to grow and consumers want people to stay in their box. We always joke, even in publishing, you know, we tell authors, what do we want? Well, the same but different. Right. And that's mm-hmm. a really hard line to walk in whatever creative endeavor you're doing. Um, but if it seems weird to talk about consensual friendships or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like, look, if it's her business team talking to Carly Kloss's business team or whatever, and they're like, this is a mutually beneficial squad relationship for now. And that's protecting her actual friends or her actual real emotional connections. Fine, do what you got to do. Because, yeah, I don't think men get this nonsense in anywhere near the same no. way. No. Um, and we don't, you know, we don't follow. I can't even think of a male. I don't know a, a male singer enough to know about who their friends are. I mean, that's part of it, too, is um, that's not how their their life is curated on Instagram, even in the same way. We sort of demand this presence in the life of um, our female artists, I think. Um, And I don't blame her for trying to protect herself. I do think she's made some missteps. And I think it may be harder for her. I'll be interested to see how this evolution happens. I think we were talking, too, about as she's rolling out the new songs. I haven't listened to the whole album. Yeah, neither have I. Um, So I've only been hearing what's been on the radio. And like many people, I was left kind of cold by the first two that came out because they didn't sound like her they sounded like Max Martin or wh- whichever her producer was or something it sounded very 
kind of like everything else out there. Yeah, I've heard too that um, I also haven't listened to the new album, but from friends of mine, I've heard that the songs that are on the radio are very different mm-hmm. from the actual album, that the actual album is much uh, different. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to hear. I will be listening to the album. Yes. She's still going to get my money. <laughs> um, so I think at the end of the day, she wins. She won. She totally um, won. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I really hope that I would like to see her moving into her 30s and 40s. Like, I feel like she's had a remarkable longevity yes. in a mm-hmm. brutal, brutal industry. And um, I would love to see a point where she feels like I knew a, a, I had an author once who then he did a lot of writing for Hollywood and he talked about wanting to get to the point where you have your FU money basically right, right. you've yes. made enough that you can be like doesn't matter I don't have to take this job I don't have to do this thing and um, I would be really interested to see what happens when she hits whatever point she feels is I've got my FU money and now I'm going to go out and put my my the beloved harpsichord album I've always wanted to do or <laughs> whatever it is or cut all my hair off and drive dirt bikes or who knows who knows what Taylor wants to do in her heart of hearts right. yes I'm excited <laughs> to see the real I want to see the real authentic Taylor Swift I think you know I don't want to see a crafted image which I think is what's going on for now and it's working for her you know which is mm-hmm. great but I, I also want to know you know, I'm excited for the day when she steps into her own, I think, and doesn't feel pressured anymore. Yeah. And I think I like, um, I don't mind the craft, although I would be interested in a little more explication of it. In the same way that I love Lady Gaga, right. um, who is nothing but craft in some ways. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, she, from the, but from the very beginning, her authenticity was, I am playing with image and I am, you know, today I am meat dress, tomorrow right. I am no face. Like, right. I mean, or should she have gone the seer route, which is... Don't look at my face. Yeah, you will not know who what she looks like because she's decided that she doesn't want to be a part of that narrative. You can only talk about, like, the image to a certain extent, but her music. And she doesn't want you to know what she looks like and because she, she'll have privacy mm-hmm. that way. I also wonder if Taylor was too young to have been to able to, been do, able that. to do that. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't know that you have the, the poise or just inner... Right. Certitude to I mean, what, say she at was 14. Like 14. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so young. She was so young. So I think part of that is unfortunately you, your success comes because you're a adorable prodigy. Right. Um, it's got to be really scary to leave behind the trappings of adorable. Right. Right. Yeah. I know well, I haven't. I guess we're, oh God. <laughs> I mean, I guess we're all team Taylor. Yeah, I feel yeah, like to I've a been certain like, extent. Like, yeah. been swayed a little bit. Yay, we're not all, in you my, know. Not in my heart of hearts. I just want a, an apology to Kanye. He's the worst, but right. I want an apology. I, I, just, I would like to see them bury that hatchet. And then yes. I'm like, you know what? You guys don't have to be friends. Go to your separate corners. Exactly. I almost honestly think it just hinges on him calling her a bitch and her not knowing it. That's the only, uh, she, that is the one line that she did not know about. Right. She knew the general structure, so I right. will give her that. I mean, and that's kind of offensive. So. Right, and it's a little bit of a, if you're like, we're friends now, and then, yeah. Uh, so everybody, go to your separate corners, everybody apologize to everybody one more time, and then let's just behave ourselves. Yes. And then we can all enjoy whichever version of Taylor we like best. Exactly. Agreed. <laughs> well, anyway, let us know in the comment section of the post um, if you're Team Taylor or not. 
and what you find most, uh, I don't know, where you land on the debate. And um, don't forget to rate us and review us on iTunes. You can also find us on TuneIn and on the website. Yes, we Great. would love to hear from you guys. So let us know. And until then, we'll just remind you that the best conversations happen, happen after, after dark. dark.